Chapter 13 The Fighting Pacifists We moved northwards, Padua in sight, passing towns such as Porto Maggiore, Ro, and Rovigo. One evening, entering our destination for the day, a handsome, well-dressed man stopped to ask about our signs. The man named Carlo explained that there was no priest in town, but eagerly offered to find us accommodations. He did, in the men's change room of a soccer stadium, and then invited us for a drink. In a voice loud enough for everyone to hear, Carlo asked about the purpose of our walk. Conversation in the crowded bar ceased, and people gathered to listen. We spoke about our lives and shared the stories of the way, all to the admiration of those gathered. However, what most seemed to fascinate them was the fact that Alberto and I were only friends. Amici. Friends, I repeatedly laughed, assuring the scoffing patrons that there was absolutely no romantic relationship between us. Are you kidding me? Carlo exclaimed. You are an attractive woman with an attractive man. There is no way you will not end up together of that, I am sure. Oh, there is no way that will ever happen. Of that, I am sure, I reiterated, to the continued laughter and amusement of everyone in the bar. Carlo had promised that we would appear in the following day's newspaper, but when no journalist appeared for an interview, we assumed he couldn't make it happen. Still, at the first bar we found the following morning, we searched the local newspaper for a possible article and were surprised to find a short paragraph describing how the opposition political party had welcomed and hosted two pacifists. The commentary was brief, promoting the party's efforts, but saying nothing about our walk. Worse still was a picture of a party representative accompanying the article. I was livid. Never had I considered the possibility of anyone using our walk for their personal gain. I walked that day with a growing sense of mistrust, thinking of ways to control our message and feeling more determined than ever to safeguard it. I've been receiving signs about the importance of speaking with ordinary people about our message, Alberto commented during one of our breaks at a roadside bar. Still reeling from the skewed newspaper article, I now shuddered at the thought of Alberto out among the people spreading the good word. I needed to find a way to bring him around to my point of view, to make him see that caution was the prudent choice without triggering an argument. I saw that you didn't use the word pilgrim or speak about your spirituality with Carlo, I said casually. I thought that worked very well, didn't you? Alberto turned to face me, his gaze hard and cold. I know what you're trying to do, but it's not going to work, he charged. I can't believe what a hypocrite you are. You wear different masks for different people. You're afraid to talk about what's really happening, about the miracles and the magic, and it has everything to do with God, the universe, or whatever you want to call it. My mind raced for words to say. When someone asks about my experiences, I will tell them, I replied. I don't need to push my ideas on people. What we are living is important, he replied, and I will speak about it however and to whomever I please. While you're preaching, I shot back, what's important to you may not be important to others. 
Alberto's eyes bored into mine. His jaw was firm and his face was just as flushed as mine. I want to speak my mind, he said, but you stop me every time. You want to control everything, what we say, how we say it. It is not what I want. Well, I think you're just being pushy and you should keep your ideas to yourself, I accused. Well, it's better than being a fraud, he retorted, and hiding who you are. I'm proud to be a pilgrim. I'm being authentic when I speak about my spiritual experiences. I think people want to have meaningful conversations that go beyond about how many kilometers a day we're walking. And even if they don't, so what? It's no reason to stop having those conversations. I will speak my truth. <laughs> You're presumptuous to think that you know what is good for other people. Well, aren't you doing the same thing by hiding our real experiences? He retorted and then exhaled in frustration. For so many years, Moni, I hid what I believed for fear of being rejected or misunderstood. And I do not intend to go back to that again. I refuse to fall into the trap of worrying what people will think. I am not inside their heads. I can't predict what they're going to think. I looked at him in silence. Alberto was demonstrating a backbone I never realized that he had, and I felt momentarily off balance. He was always so sweet, almost innocent in the way that he saw the world and spoke about love, that I considered him weak and naive, and myself strong and worldly. You witness the same miracles I do, he continued passionately. You feel the same way I do. We speak about it all the time. How can you deny it? You can say what you want, but don't even think about trying to manipulate my words or my purpose. You still think this is your way, that I'm your follower and have to obey your commands. But you are mistaken. You are not my boss. This is the way of peace, and my way is just as important as yours. There is a higher wisdom that is guiding us here, and I will only submit to it. I stared at him icily and finally uttered the only words that I could muster at the moment. Well, maybe we need to walk our separate ways. My voice was sounding hard, but betraying the lump in my throat. I don't have the energy for you and this walk. I am going to Jerusalem. I really don't care where you go. Don't worry, he replied coolly. I've thought the same thing. I didn't want Alberto to see how badly his words had affected me, how much he had hurt me. I threw on my backpack and stormed away, fighting cross-currents of emotions. I was angry at his personal accusations and sad at the thought of us separating, even though I suggested it. I had felt liberated by the idea of walking alone, but when he expressed that same desire, I felt he was betraying me and the way of peace. I forged ahead. The combined weight of my backpack, our argument, and my turbulent emotions weighing down each step. I wanted to be invisible, to disappear to a place with no noise, no message, and no Alberto. Only peace. A large tree in a nearby field invitingly offered its shade, its refuge, and I wearily accepted and slumped against it.
my head sank between my shoulders and I closed my eyes. It would be so much easier for me to go it alone, I thought. I heard Alberto sit beside me. The moments passed in silence and where earlier tension reigned, eventually a resigned, comfortable silence prevailed. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings, Alberto said. I'm, I'm sorry. I nodded in response. Here we are, walking for peace, and we're ready to strangle each other, he chuckled. It's pretty funny, don't you think? I smiled faintly at the image of the fighting peace pilgrims. I believe that the universe wants us to keep walking together, Alberto continued softly. How can we create peace in the world if we can't even create it between us? I think we'd be losing an important opportunity to do that if we separate. I glanced at him sorrowfully. I agree. The way of peace is better served with us together, I finally admitted. Although at times I do question the, the wisdom of this universe. Tell me about it, Alberto quipped. And then gazing at me intently, he said, Moni, I need you to trust me. I'm not trying to control you, Alberto, I replied. Of course you have the right to speak your mind. I just feel more nervous around journalists, that's all, especially after our experience with Carlo. Well, how about you say what you want, Alberto said, and leave me to say what I want. We will make it perfectly clear to the journalists that we have differing opinions. I saw my walk slipping away from me and felt helpless to stop it. With every compromise I made, I whittled away a little bit more of my vision of this walk and risked a future I dreamed. Yes, I believed in the spiritual journey, but to me it was private and secondary to the message of peace, while to Alberto it was public and primary. I was being challenged to trust Alberto, to believe that his words, his truth, would not hinder my way. At a level I wasn't yet prepared to confront, I was being invited to be authentic in every sense, to have my words reflect my spirituality and my actions be its testament. I had taken some tentative steps, but wasn't ready to make the leap yet.